ignite your passion for God and for His work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Oyibi Cathedral. He comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's Word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Gospel Crusade, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving Word of God. Now, listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo.
Wow. Wow. Beautiful. Beautiful. Keep clapping your hands. Keep clapping your hands. I want to hear from South Africa that you are clapping your hands. I want to hear from London that you are clapping your hands. I want to hear from Peshi that you are clapping your hands. Somebody in Amasaman is enjoying this arise service. Clap your hands for Jesus tonight. What a beautiful evening. I look forward to arise services during the week. They are a very special time. But tonight, I want to um, announce some changes in the arise service. And I believe it's very, very important that you take note of it that um, for some time now, we've held the service and had the service on Wednesdays. Wednesdays, like today, it's Wednesday. But from next week, we are going to have a rise service on Tuesdays. A rise service on Tuesdays. And also, we are going to have it earlier. Earlier. On Wednesdays, we have it at 7.30. From next week, Arise service starts at 7 p.m. 7 p.m. we are on so that we can end the service early. So remember that Arise service is shifting powerfully from Wednesdays to Tuesdays. From Wednesdays at 7.30 to Tuesdays at 7 p.m. That's 19 hours GMT. You need to look forward to this service because it has something for your life. It has something for your destiny. It's been many months now since Arise service started. And the testimonies that flow in are amazing. And I know that as you watch, you yourself are a testimony. And you also have a testimony. And I want you to always visit the Makane Church Facebook page. There are messages there you can watch again and again. And those of you who are into audios, if you visit my podcast, Edwin Morgan Ogo podcast, you will also encounter amazing messages and series that will be a blessing to you. We just finished backsliding series. It was awesome. You can get it about 10 in the series and then we are also having the short series of about some five messages on how to be born again and avoid hell how to be born again and avoid hell and i believe that tonight 
Two things will come out of tonight's meeting. Your foundations of salvation will be strengthened. And you will also be able to lead someone to Jesus Christ. Remember that we are ambassadors for Christ. We are ambassadors for Christ. And I believe that God will use you. You don't need to carry a title, reverend or pastor. But God will use you and change your life and use you to also change somebody else's life. Tonight, I'm ministering from the third chapter of this book. And the third chapter is titled, Steps to Being Born Again. Steps to Being Born Again. How to enjoy the salvation of God. Many great things require steps to achieve. Paul said in Romans 8.28, and we know that all things work together for good. Anything that is good and quality is made up of many parts. Anything that is lasting has got many steps, many parts to it. And ladies and gentlemen, your salvation has got steps. Now, I'm preaching this message so that you will know whether you are born again or not. Last week, I talked about 20 things that are not the same as born again. And I'm sure some of you are wondering, Tonight, as I share this, as I preach this message, you will know whether you are just a video man in the church or you are truly born again. You will know whether you are just singing in the choir or you are truly born again. You will know whether you are just a church member, a church enthusiast, or you are genuinely born again. Anyone who hasn't been through these steps I'm about to share can correct it tonight before you meet your Lord one day as, as the judge. As I go through these steps, I believe that God will guide you to, to set in order the things that are wanting in your life. But before I begin, I want you to help me welcome our sister Mary to sing a song. He saved you and he also saved me. And what are we doing about it? Because the second reason for this message is that it will help you to also lead someone to the Lord. Let's welcome our sister Mary to bless us with a song. Time. 
what about others? He saved you, He saved me. What are we doing for others? Do you believe in dreams? The Holy Spirit brings thousands of men running down the street. They don't know that the road was leading to a steep and deadly cliff and into the lake of fire. He saved me, He saved us for all times, what about others? He saved you, He saved me, what are we doing for others? Multitudes, Multitudes, multitudes are waiting in the valley of decision. Yes, sing it. They're waiting, hoping to hear the gospel. They're lost and dying souls. They are lost and never know. What about others? He saved you, He saved me. What are we doing, oh, for others? Why do we sit and wait while millions go to hell? Their blood is on our hands. It's time to preach the word. Yeah, the gospel of Jesus in its pure and simple form is what is missing now in the church. What are we preaching? Oh, yeah. He saved you. He saved me, oh, He saved us for all time. What about others? Oh, 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 He saved you, He saved me. What are we doing, oh, yeah, for others? We are the salt of the earth. The light of the world, are we really shining, shining like we should? You are the salt of the earth, the light of the world, are we really shining as the light of the world? Yeah, He saved you, He saved me, oh yeah. 
Clap your hands for a beautiful song. Beautiful song. He saved you. He saved me. What are we doing? If you are sitting by somebody at home, ask the person, what are we doing? By the way, are you saved? And ask the person, what are we doing about it? Millions are going to hell. I believe that tonight, the message I'm sharing will help you to be properly oriented in life oriented to your responsibilities as a christian yes steps to being born again step number one the first step to being born again is to acknowledge that you are a sinner yes a big one Unless you acknowledge that you are bad, you will never surrender your life to Christ. And I'm speaking to school prefects. Girls espies and boys espies. I'm speaking to virgins. Virgins. You know, people sometimes feel that they are good. Sometimes when you read a story about somebody who has done something bad, the way you sneer and snout at the person, yes, you sneer and snout. You feel that, mm, how? But what you don't know is that you are worse than the person. Except that the conditions are not right for you. If you had been in what the person was in, you would have done worse things. If you want to be born again, I want you to first of all believe and accept that you are a sinner. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Everybody has sinned. The prime minister has sinned. The governor has sinned. The driver has sinned. The doctor has sinned. The pastor has sinned. Everybody has sinned. All of us have sinned. Actually, David put it this way in Psalm 51 verse 5. He said, Behold, I was shaping in iniquity. And in sin did my mother conceive me. You may not believe it, but you are very, very bad. Very, very bad. And the first step to receiving, Jesus Christ said, those who are well need no physician. Those who are well need no physician. And you must be very careful before you diagnose yourself as well. 
Everybody has sinned. When you go out to win souls and you meet somebody who looks perfect, wearing glasses, looking nice, wearing an, a, 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 a flare skirt, not a condom skirt, with braided hair and a big blouse, looking like an Amish farmer, Amish farmer's wife. Let the person know that there is nothing about you that is good. Nothing about you. We have sinned. We have sinned. And we are falling short. That is, if the glory of God is at this level, all of us are below par. Below par. Below the level of God's beauty. So anybody who needs, who wants to be born again, if you want to lead someone to Christ, don't just tell the person, I want to pray for you. Let the person admit that he is a sinner. Period. Until that first barrier is crossed, whatever happens, it's not solid. We need to accept in ourselves that evil has failed us. That we were conceived in sin. We were shaping in iniquity. Step number one. The first step to being born again is to acknowledge that you are a sinner. Number two. The second step to being born again is to understand that you will have to pay for your sins with your life. Yes. Those sins you committed, you will pay. You pay for it one day. Even here on earth, people pay for their sins. If you go to the prisons, if you go to the courts, that is the 0.5% of the ones we know. Because the court will arrange your crimes. The judge will arrange your things and explain to you that you don't deserve to be in town. You should be locked up somewhere. Every sin you commit, even here on earth, there's a payment. And people are paying for their mistakes. And it takes my mind back to the verse I read in Galatians 6-7. Don't be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man sows, that shall he reap. If you sow sin, you will reap destruction and death. In Romans 6 23, the Bible says, For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Explain to the person you are witnessing to that when people go to work they get a salary the drivers who drive sprinter buses they get their salary sometimes it's by day if you go to construction site every work a person does there is a salary it's just a reflection of another spiritual reality that the works of your soul will also receive a salary. 
the wages, the salary of sin. <laughs> you think you can sin and go scot-free? How? Then you don't understand life. Even as a medical doctor, I can explain to you. Certain habits have got diseases attached to them. You do this, you get this. I don't want to frighten you tonight with diagnosis. You do this, you get this. When a patient comes to the hospital, we will ask with a problem. Depending on the problem, we will ask, have you done this before? Do you have this? Have you been here before? Have you done this? Yes! Even habits have their just recompense. Lifestyles. The world is such that there is a harvest for every seed. That's how the world is. Genesis 6, 8, 22. Genesis 8, 22. There is ev- there's a harvest for every seed separated by time. If you live a stressful life, you will harvest hypertension. <laughs> if you eat by heart, you will harvest diabetes mellitus type 2. <laughs> Listen very carefully. You know, I'm, I'm just trying to let somebody is living a certain life. And I, I'm now speaking to somebody who is living a certain life thinking that this particular seed I'm sowing, it won't grow. But while the earth remains, seed, time, and harvest shall never cease. What you are doing, you pay for it. You pay for it. Your father paid your school fees. You went to school only to go and watch pornography and fornicate. You may not pay for it at the end of the term, but you pay for it one day. Every act has a reward. The wages of sin is death. That's the second step. And that is, the second step to being born again is to understand that you will have to pay for your sins with your life. You pay. That's why you must do something about the sin nature. When we receive Christ, we are, we, are, we are correcting the sin nature in us. Because you pay for your sins. Not with money. Not with soap. But with your life. Step number three. The third step to being born again and to salvation is to know that God loves the world so much that he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to save us all. Know it. That's the love of God. Unlike your friend, who sees you having a problem and will pass by. When you're in the university, sometimes when you visit your friend in the evening, like the ladies, when we go to their halls, to their to their rooms, certain ladies, some particular ladies, when you are in their room, you can smell the food, but you don't see it around. (laughs) 
you know that there are some, be- some be- bees in this room, but you can't find it. <laughs> it's hidden. She knows you are hungry, but she's waiting for you to go. Wicked. <laughs> but when God saw that we needed help, he sent his son. God did not hide his son under a bed. God did not hide his son in a cupboard. God did not hide his son in a wardrobe. He sent his son to pay the price for your sins. You cannot do that yourself by rejecting. He said, if we reject the salvation, how shall we escape? God saw his children perishing, going down to hell. And he tried his best to lift them up. For God so loved the world, John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, whosoever, boy, girl, man, woman, educated, uneducated, white, black, whosoever believeth in him should not perish. Jesus is the only one who can prevent you from perishing. Not a set of ideas. Not a set of instructions. Step number one, you are a sinner. Step number two, you will pay for your sins with your life. And step number three, believe that God in his mercy sent Jesus Christ to die for our sins. And anyone who believes in him will not perish. When you look around, you see that people are perishing everywhere. A lot of people are experiencing their hell on earth before they go to hell. Yes, it's possible. You can experience your hell on earth before you go to hell. The same way you can experience heaven on earth before you go to heaven. Jesus said when you pray, say that thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. As it is in heaven, let it happen to me here on earth. So we believers are experiencing different and varying dimensions of heaven on earth. It's called heaven on earth. Some also who don't receive Jesus Christ will receive hell on earth. I want to tell you tonight that Jesus Christ doesn't only come into our lives to take us to heaven. That's the ultimate benefit. But he saves us here in this life from darkness, from destruction, from degeneration, and from death. I mean, physical death. There are many sinful lifestyles that lead to physical death into a coffin. Many people are dying before their time. When Jesus comes into your life, he attenuates your stupidity. He minimizes your foolishness. And he takes away the capacity to destroy yourself. And anybody who receives him is saved here on earth and from the hell to come. I pray for this young girl watching me tonight. You don't know what to do with your life. You know, tonight, we're not having a prophetic encounter 
some prosperity seminar. I'm speaking about your soul. That if you were to die now, where will you go? The fourth step to salvation is to believe in Christ with your heart. And to confess Jesus as Lord. The heart. The heart. Say my heart. A lot of people claim to be born again, but nothing has happened in their hearts. Look, my dear friend, something must happen in your heart. There's something. If nothing happens in your heart, the Bible says for us to guard our hearts. Because out of it are the issues of our lives. The heart is the center of your life. Surely, you cannot experience salvation outside the affectation of your heart. One of the reasons why people backslide readily and easily like brown leaves off a tree is that nothing happened in their hearts. They just gave mental assent. They just agreed with somebody. But ladies and gentlemen, there is a heart part to your salvation. In 1 John chapter 5 and verse 1, the Bible says, Whosoever believeth in Jesus, believeth that Jesus is the Christ, is born of God. 1 John chapter 5 and verse 1. Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ, is born of God beautiful you believe in your heart that jesus is the christ you are born of god today i want to tell you that you can't skip the step the heart part you can't skip it when nothing has happened in your heart you sin so easily in fact, the, you, you go to churches like my church I pastor here and you see a certain, un, I mean, a certain sense of incredible detachment from the realities of the spiritual life. You call for prayer meetings, they won't come and pray. There's a crusade, they won't come. They just dress up, come on Sunday, sit down, finish, go home. That it's like, and when they go, their Christian lives have ended. Something else has started. But once upon a time, they once stood in front of the altar, lifted their hands and said the sinner's prayer. Ladies and gentlemen, if you skip this hard part, whatever you claim to have had is empty. It must happen here. It must happen here. If nothing has happened here, you are not saved. There is a believing in your heart that Jesus Christ is the Lord inside your heart. When it's in your heart, no wonder the disciples of y'all were threatened to be sown asunder. Some were threatened to be burned in fire. To be fried with oil. But because it was in their hearts. 
They said, never. I can't recant. I cannot say that I don't believe in Christ. When something is in your heart, when something is dropped in your heart, like Judas, the Bible says that Satan never got him until he put it in his heart. When it enters your heart, it changes you. If it's not entered your heart, it may be in your kidney, it may be in your liver, it may be in your mind, it may be wherever, but it can never last one year. The salvation we praise God for is the salvation that emanates from the heart as a fountain. Tonight, I want to ask you, did anything happen in your heart? Did your heart burn within you? Have you ever, ever, apart from the boyfriend who broke your heart, have you ever had any encounter in your heart? Any love encounter with Jesus in your heart? Except that boy, that weed smoker who broke your heart. Apart from that boy, have you ever had any love encounter in your heart? If you've never had it, tonight we will bow down our knees. And allow our hearts to receive a conviction that Jesus is Lord. I repeat myself. The fourth step to salvation is to believe in Christ with your heart. And to confess Jesus as Lord. Step number five. The fifth step to being born again is to confess or declare openly that Jesus Christ is your Lord. <laughs> Romans 10, 9 and 10 That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Ladies and gentlemen, one step many people have not successfully carried out is the confession of Christ publicly. There is always a public part to your salvation. There's a private part in your heart. There's a private part where you receive him. No one knows what is happening in your heart. But there's also a public part where you confess with your mouth. But you see, it goes beyond mere verbalizing of somebody's prayer. You also need to confess and profess with your life openly. People around you must know that you are born again. People around you must know that you have encountered Jesus Christ. I'm teaching a series on Sunday mornings and Saturday evenings about the changes that take place in your life as a Christian. My dear friend, I want to tell you there is a public part. There is nothing like secret salvation. If thou shalt confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart 
that God had raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made. Your mouth must speak. Your friends around you, we don't just confess Jesus Christ secretly in a church building. You go and stand in front of the altar and you raise your hand. No. Apart from that prayer you pray, you must confess your friend to your former boyfriend, to your former girlfriend, to your current pornography watcher with you that you have met Jesus. Anybody who doesn't open his mouth to say to his friends that I have met Jesus is about to backslide. That salvation is an empty exercise. There is a confession. A profession. You speak about it. You tell your friend, no, I can't go with you today. I'm changed. Can't you see? Helen Bella sang that song. Look a little closer. Look a little closer. Can't you see that I've changed? Yes. I'm not the girl I used to be. My life has been rearranged. You got to say it with your mouth. You got to say it. You must say it. There's nothing like death and damp, quiet salvation. You must say it. Even if you are deaf and dumb, you must use sign language to activate the, the understanding of the people around you that this girl is saved. And when you are very secretive, like the way you used to hide your food under your bed, your salvation is also under your bed. Soon, after some time, you will discover that you cannot even now take a certain stand. You can't take a stand. A Christian must take a stand. No, I can't do this. No, I can't go there. We used to go, yes, but I can't. Things have changed. I'm not the girl I used to be. You must speak it. Not only to Jesus Christ. Not only to God, but to the people around you. I am born again. Those of you who used to sin in groups. Yes. I used to sin in groups. Different groups. I had groups. A, a different group for nightclubs. A different group for pornography. A different group for stealing. But all the three groups. The leader was one person called Mess Around. And I was his disciple. And when I met Jesus, I had to tell my friends, no more. No more, no more. On Friday night, you can go and, and, and drown in, in alcohol, but I'm attending an all night. People must see, people must hear, and not hear from other people. You yourself must speak about your salvation. That's how to be saved. Otherwise, there'll be a time, I'll say it again, you will not be able to take a stand. The sixth step to being born again and to salvation is to receive Jesus Christ as a savior and a lord to you personally beautiful receive him as a lord and as a savior to you 
personally. You know, sometimes we think of Jesus Christ like, like he came to save the world, like some nebulous, like, I mean, you don't know who is being saved. Somebody has been saved. No, he didn't come to save somebody. He saved you and he saved me. The work of Jesus on the cross was done for specific individuals. And you are one of them. Yes, tonight you must believe that your salvation is personal. Say personal. We may come to church in groups. We may sit on buses in groups. But your salvation is not a group salvation. It's a personal salvation. Personal. Anyone who doesn't understand this will not go far. In John chapter 1 verse 12, the Bible says, But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. To those. Those who receive, not those ones who didn't receive. This one receives to get power. This one. Tonight, don't think of salvation as something for the church. Something for Christians. Don't generalize such an important thing. You, salvation is personal. It's you. Who is a born again person? A born again person is... A born-again Christian is someone who has personally received Jesus Christ into his life and is determined to follow Jesus. You receive him. I want you to stop thinking of salvation in terms of friendships and groups and your sister. And you. Are you saved? Are you really, really born again? Is it just something in the air for your church? Like salvation in the air that we breathe. Or you have been personally transformed in your heart. When a person says a prayer like this. And means it from the bottom of his heart. The spirit of God will then come upon him. And into his heart. You see, it's a personal salvation. Personally in your heart. It comes to you personally. Your inner being will be born or produced again. When Jesus comes into your heart, your inside, your inner man is born or made or created or produced again. That's what we say, born again. And that born again is not for your church, it's for your life. God will give you a new heart and a new spirit. In this way you are born again. Ezekiel 36. Ezekiel 36, verse 26. A new heart also will I give you. And a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh. And I will give you an heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you. And cause you to walk in my statutes. And ye shall keep my judgments and do them. You see, it's you, ye, you, you. When God is changing hearts, he changes personal hearts. Not church hearts. Or choristers hearts. Or Christians hearts. Has your heart been changed? 
has your stony heart been removed and replaced with the heart of flesh? Is your salvation personal or it's a group salvation? Finally, step number seven. The seventh step to being born again is to follow Jesus practically. Practically. Not metaphorically. Not virtually. Practically, physically, taking steps to follow Jesus. I repeat myself. The seventh step to being born again is to follow Jesus practically. Jesus told the people who believed in him to leave everything behind and to follow him. You must pay the price and sacrifice your life to follow your savior. Yes? That is what will prove that you are, you are serious about the prayer you pray to be born again. Luke 9, 23. If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. To be born again is as simple as that. Believe in Jesus. Ask him into your heart. Confess him as Lord and you'll be born again. Remember, there's a practical dimension to your salvation. Practically. You follow him. Practically. When you are following him, like somebody is physically following someone, you take a step. You can't say, or I can't say I'm following somebody when I'm not taking steps. If the person is moving, I got to move. And there are steps to take when you are following. And the steps are practical. Yes. It means you must stop smoking weed. It's a practical step. You are following Jesus. You take a step like this. A step like this. A step. One step. Two steps. Three steps. A step. What steps have you taken? And the steps we take are steps that take us closer to Jesus. Practically. You must practically remove unbeliever songs from your phone. Practically. Delete, 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 and take your phone to a Christian sister or a Christian brother to put music on it. Practically. Not, not in your ideas. You must practically say to the boy, Charlie, it's over. Mansa Musa, it's over. I'm not the girl I used to be. A boy must tell a certain girl, Angelina, it's over. Angelina, it's over. Say practically. It's over practically. That is, coming to your house to have sex with you, it's over. Do you go to his house or she comes to you? But tell her that from today, you won't come to my house. Say practically. From today, my hand will not enter a drawer with money which doesn't belong to me. Stealing is practically over. 
any Christian who cannot mention things you used to do that you don't do anymore. That, that's the song we used to sing. The things I used to do, I do them no more. The things I used to watch, I watch them no more. The things I used to say, I say them no more. There's a great change since I met God. Great change since I met God. Practically, I don't listen to unbeliever songs anymore. Practically, no more fornication. Practically, I don't watch pornography anymore. My iPad is not used for pornography anymore. Great change since I met There's a great change since I met The things I used to do, I do them no more. The places I used to go, I go there no more. The things I used to watch, I watch them no more. There's a great change since I. We follow Jesus practically. You don't sit down and imagine that you are broken up with your boyfriend. You don't sit down and imagine that you don't watch pornography anymore. No. From today, no more. You can make yourself accountable to your pastor, to a brother. Yes. These steps are the steps that will lead a person to his salvation. Number one. The first step to being born again is to acknowledge that you are a sinner. The second step to being born again is to understand that you will have to pay for your sins with your life. Yes. You sin, you pay. You fool, you pay. You don't learn in school, you pay with your life, not with somebody's life. The third step to being born again and to salvation is to know that God loves the world so much that he sent his son Jesus and tonight he is the one I declare to you that if you can bow your knees and receive him properly you will not be in the church and end up in hell the first step to salvation is to believe in Christ with your heart and to confess Jesus as your Lord something must happen in your heart the fifth step to being born again is to confess or declare openly that Jesus is your Lord. I'm born again. I've met Jesus. He's my Lord. He's my master. He's my savior. He's my Lord. He's my master. He's my savior. May the people around you hear that you are born again. May they hear that you are born again. The sixth step to being born again and to salvation is to receive Jesus Christ as a savior and a Lord personally personally not me 
and my twin sister. Not me and my best friend. Not my classmates and I. There's nothing like group salvation. There's nothing like corporate salvation. Group salvation. No. You are in the crowd, but you are saved alone and practically. And finally, the seventh step to being born again is to follow Jesus practically. And that is where you need someone to take you through some weeks of teachings to tell you the things you must do practically. How to go to church. How to attend meetings. How to read your Bible. How to pray. Practically be guided into the practical day to day. Christianity is a lifestyle. It's far more than a religion. There are religions in town. But Christianity is a lifestyle. A day to day practical lifestyle. It affects every area of your life practically. And tonight, there is somebody who wants to receive Jesus Christ. I want to pray for you. That's a beautiful prayer of salvation you can pray. And if you pray that prayer of salvation, Jesus will come into your heart. And all over, wherever you are, I want you to bow your heads. And let's join a sister or a brother somewhere unsure of his salvation and happen to be in this service. I'm praying for you. A prayer I would like you to repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you as a sinner. Lord Jesus, I come to you as a sinner. Lost and condemned to hell. Lost and condemned to hell. I repent of my sins. I repent of my sins. And ask for forgiveness. And ask for forgiveness. Please forgive me, Lord. Please forgive me, Lord. I repent of my wickedness. I repent of my wickedness. I turn around, Jesus. I turn around, Jesus. Say, I believe with all my heart. I believe with all my heart. That you died on the cross for my sins. 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 And you rose again for my sins. And you rose again for my sins. I open my heart to you. 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 And receive you. And receive you. As my Lord and personal Savior. Please take control of my life. Please take control of my life. And make me what you want me to be. Make me what you want me to be. Oh Jesus, take control, take control of every room in my life. Every room in my life. Take control, take control of my thoughts. Of my thoughts. Take control, take control of my actions. Of my actions. Take control, take control of my relationships. Of my relationships. Take, control take control of my habits. Of my habits. Oh God. Oh God. And make me what you want me to be. And make me what you want me to From be. Today, From today I am yours. From today I am yours. And you are mine. And you are mine. From today. From today. I am yours, oh I God. I am yours, oh God. And you are mine. And you are mine. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. 
thank you. Thank you for this wonderful gift of salvation. For this wonderful gift of salvation. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. That I'm born again. That I'm born again. See, I'm going to grow. I'm going to grow. I'm going to grow. I'm going to grow. And serve you. And serve you. And live right. And live right. And please you. And please you. With my life. With my life. When I die. When I die. I know. I know. Heaven is my destination. Heaven is my destination. I'm no more going to hell. I'm no more going to hell. Say, Satan, listen Satan, to me. Satan, listen to me. From today. From today. You are not my master. You are not my I won't serve you again. I have met Jesus. He's my Lord. He's my Lord. He's my Savior. He's my, savior. He's my, master. He's my master. You cannot lead you me cannot anymore. Lead me anymore. I'm, born I'm born again. I'm born again. And I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Beautiful. Just lift your hands wherever you are. And now pray for yourself. Just pray for yourself. Not for your business. Not for your marriage. Pray about your salvation. Maybe you met Christ 20 years ago. You've been born again for 40 years. You've been born again for 5 days. 5 months. 2 months. 1 week. You want to pray? Pray. Just pray about your salvation. Your salvation is a very, very important part of your life. It's the most important part of your life. Actually, it's from your salvation that every other thing comes. Pray, pray about your life. Pray about your life. Melo Sinahanda. Rimino Simande Kota Bahanda. Sanindolomo Semanda Hasdea. Lord, my life, my life, my life, my salvation. Help me to value it. Help me to treasure it. Help me, help me to treasure my salvation, Lord. I thank you. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. And you want to clap your hands tonight. You may please be seated. Don't stop clapping. Don't stop clapping. What a beautiful service we've had today.